Yep, got it. Oh, you're frozen. Oh, there we go. Wait. All right, you're good. All right, what's up, guys? It's Logan and Joe here coming at you with the second episode of the Great Sports Cards Pod. How you doing, Logan? Living the dream. How about you? As close to the dream as I can get. <laughs> so uh, how did Cincinnati go? Um, it was pretty solid. A lot of foot traffic on Friday and then a lot of foot traffic on Saturday, but more so for uh, all the Bengals players that were signing. Um, the show started off with an absolute bang. Um, I ended up picking up as – most people saw my Instagram from the uh, stadium post are back. Um, I picked up the CJ Stroud 101 Panini VIP gems uh, rookie. Uh, literally first card I picked up at the show. Um, so pretty pumped about that. So, yeah, overall really good show. Is that one going to be the placeholder for the Panini uh, auto that you sold? Uh, for right now, yeah. Just, I saw uh, it was unfortunate. I expected to hold the Panini and Sonato for a lot longer. Um, put it in, the, tuck it in the collection for a little while, but it uh, spiked up a lot more than in a week than I expected it to. So, yeah, um, this is what happens when you beat one of the one of the best quarterbacks in the entire NFL. Speaking of C.J. Stroud. We saw a Mosaic Nebula sell for 14K. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Um, well, I offered 8K, and they said no. So, uh, obviously, as makes sense. Um, but so the reason why I think it sold so high is he does not – he only has one professional rookie auto – so the, the things that you're going to look for the most are his 101 rookies. He's not going to have autos. So, like, given that the Nebula sold, sold for 14 k I expect the Prison Black Finite to do probably around 50 to 80 k That's insane. That is yeah. insane. My, that's just not the way that my brain works when it comes to uh, high-end sports cards. I will, I just prefer to put my money into uh, proven guys. But as we've seen year in and year out in this hobby, there are people who blow big amounts of money on these guys that are up and coming and projected to be the next big thing. Always happens. Always will happen. That's just unfortunate, like how a lot of people make their money. Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I expected to just keep all my Strouds for uh, the foreseeable future um, until the national. But uh, I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't post a bunch of them on eBay and am receiving offers as we speak on them. Um, so, like, that's one thing. Like, you buy a guy that you truly believe in. Like, I believed in CJ Stroud and DTR. One of them panned out, you lose on the other one. It happens. Um, but when you win, you win big. Absolutely. So I saw – this was before the Bengals game. I saw um, a reel talking about C.J. Stroud being in the MVP conversation. 
it was something I wanted to talk about on the podcast. Obviously, after he beat Burrow, that conversation blew up and it got a lot bigger. And now it's not, does he belong in the conversation? It's who else but CJ Stroud, arguably right now. Um, the only person I can throw in that discussion is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, right now it's CJ Stroud's award to win, in my opinion. Um, a lot of people don't look at this this way. He was the number two overall pick. So that means the team you were drafted to stunk. They didn't get any other offensive weapons other than Devin Singletary and Tank Dell. So where does that put CJ Stroud? In the MVP category. He is why the the offense is as good as they are and the reason why the Texans are as good as they are. D'Amico Ryans is an absolute dog as a coach. Um, what the, the hype that they're getting, the hype that C.J. Stroud's getting, all but well-deserved. I agree with that. I mean, two years ago we saw Davis Mills come in and try to run this offense, and uh, he looked mediocre, and people were going nuts about that. So um, C.J. Stroud coming in and looking like a – season professional is uh nothing short of amazing especially on a texans roster that last year i expected to win one game so i did i certainly didn't go ahead sorry he's doing things that we've seen joe burrow patrick mahomes justin herbert and guys like that do as a rookie that we are just now seeing them do um patrick you got you also got to think patrick mahomes sat a year behind alex smith C.J. Stroud's doing it as a rookie immediately. Like, so I was at the game. The uh, scramble drill to where he found Noah Brown wide open was just unfathomable. And then Burrow literally does it the next drive to Chase. And then he said, hold my beer. And then C.J. said, hold my beer and went down and scored again. It was an absolute masterclass at the quarterback position. And – to be fair, the defenses both played very well, too. I unfortunately uh, did not get to watch that game. I very much wanted to, but I'm not paying for Sunday tickets, so I did not get to watch that game. But I bet that was a very fun game to be at. Um, In my section, no, because as a Browns fan, um, I'm rooting for <laughs> CJ, and nobody else around me liked that, so... <laughs> It was also pretty cool. Uh, I've never actually done it at a game, but I used to chase autographs when I was younger. And uh, I actually got to, like, get down by the Houston Texans tunnel and actually got to, like, people if people saw my Instagram um, and for the people listening on Spotify, uh, I got pictures with Tank Dell, John Mechie, and Derek Stingley, um, and then also got CJ's autograph on a couple cards. So uh, I was pretty pumped about that. I've never actually tried it at a game, but like now I'm probably going to start trying it. I mean, those CJ Stroud autographs are going to be huge. Um, Cause I remember when that Herb, all that Herbert hype was going around with his autographed Panini prisms. I mean, he has plenty of autographs and Panini products. So you having those autograph cards is going to matter. Because he's not going to have that. Yeah. Um, 
the only thing is, is they are never for sale. Uh, it's just way too cool of a story. <laughs> it's just way too cool of a story. Like my exquisite that I got done that I kept is just beautiful. The other two actually went to my um, one of my best friends, Brent and his wife, Sam, because they both got him. They got them done themselves and letting them keep them 1000 percent. Yeah, um, it would be always be tough to sell something like that. Um, yeah, it was just way too cool. So I'm gonna go. We're gonna go ahead and move on, move on here before we spend the uh, entire time talking about CJ Stroud. <laughs> so, uh, Tops Definitive is coming out, I believe, this Wednesday or soon, sometime very soon. Um, the big buzz around this: there are two different Shohei Otani one of ones. One is a dual cut autograph with Babe Ruth. And then the other one is a dual relic, dual relic on card autograph with a hat patch from his 15th win and a glove patch from his 34th home run. Thinking back to last week, this is pretty much what I asked for, right? The patches from games, at least game used. And Fanatics and Tops are taking this and they're they're being like, okay, this is what game this is from. And not only that, but this memorabilia matters. And we're seeing that in Topps Chrome update as well with the uh, rookie debut logo man that comes out Wednesday for sure, 100 percent So what what Fanatics is doing is very, very fun right now. Fun time to be in the hobby. Yeah, Topps has always been very, very good with uh, doing the stickers on the jerseys. Um, something I wish Panini and the football products would do. Um, I've only ever seen one card with like a PSA DNA sticker on it from a game used patch, and I own it, and it's Jarvis Landry. Um, it's probably one of my favorite cards in my collection because it, no matter what, you can literally go on PSA's website type in the code and it tells you that that's cut from a game worn Jersey. Uh, they don't tell you what game, which I w wish they did. Um, but tops has always been very good with that. The only uh, issue is with the Otani and Ruth is the aesthetic of it. You're going to have Otani that's on card and Babe Ruth, which is a cut. I don't know if aesthetically it'll look that good, but it makes sense because the only the only way you're getting Babe Ruth's autograph is a cut autograph. Um, so I didn't. I thought they should maybe do like a shadow box type thing, and like have Otani sign uh, a piece of paper and put it in the cut, and then the Babe Ruth cut, and then make it like into a shadow box type card. I thought th I think that would be a lot cooler. Um, but I could be a hundred percent wrong as well. But either way, it's going to be a humongous card. It's probably going to sell for over a million dollars. Uh, to my knowledge, Definitive sold out at $2,000 a box. So if that gives any indication of what this card is going to be, it's going to be something special. Um, and I think I think it's really cool. Uh, but it's it feels weird to me, you know, putting a very modern player with somebody who's you know who is babe ruth um personally i'd rather have babe ruth on on its own but i do think it's going to bring attention to cards and i think it's going to matter which is good in the end 
Agreed. So speaking of bringing attention to cards, um, shout out to Jimmy, Kentucky basketball cards on getting on Pawn Stars. I did not get a chance to watch the episode. I looked all over for it. I could not find it. So I did, I can't speak on the episode, but I know he was on there. Yeah, so uh, I luckily have Spectrum Direct, so I can go back and watch it. Um, it's probably the coolest Pawn Stars episode I've ever seen. Um, Jimmy, for the people that don't know, is the nicest person in the hobby. There's literally nobody nicer. That man always has a smile on his face, and he doesn't care who you are. He wants to talk to you. He is a very amazing person, and he has amazing people uh, working for him at all of his shops, whether it's Texas, Kentucky, New York, um, Cali. Uh, all of those people are amazing people. Um, I've met every single one of them, and they're just absolutely amazing. So uh, I'm just very shocked that he actually sold stuff to them. Uh, I definitely didn't think he would sell anything out of his Kentucky PC. Uh, but what he did sell them was pretty freaking cool. I will be uh, searching until I find that episode. Uh, you just gave me all the motivation I needed. So thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. So Messi is getting his very first MLS kit cards. Um, I don't think we're going to talk about soccer a lot on this podcast because at least I know I'm not super knowledgeable on it. And I don't like to talk about things I'm not, I don't know about. So, but I, I think that this matters and this is something that needs to be said because even as somebody who doesn't watch soccer, has no interest in soccer, Messi coming to Miami was cool because he's coming to the States. That's really, really cool. It made me want to watch soccer and seeing him on a tops card in the Miami uniform. I'm like, I want one of those, even if it's just a base card, I want one of those. And I know, I know there's a million kids that want to be messy that are going to want that card because he came to the United States. So I think that's going to be, that's going to be big. His first uh, Miami card. Yeah, that's uh that's super freaking cool. Um, my only question is, is he going to have autos? Cause if he has autos, that will be pretty, pretty big as well. Um, I actually picked up a, my first ever Messi auto this past weekend, uh, jersey number Leaf Exotic sealed auto, um, which is pretty cool. I don't know a ton about soccer really either, except like the main guys. And then I got back into it when like I got really heavy into it when like Jude Bellingham was a rookie and Mukoku and a bunch of those guys. So um, I know a little bit, but I don't know much. But like I know the main five guys. Uh, that are everybody buys and I'll buy those guys. Uh, but other than that, I don't know too much. Right. I'm kind of the same way. Like I'll buy Mbappe, Christian Pulisic and um, Messi. Like there's a, I don't know what account it is, but there's a black velocity Ronaldo on Instagram that's been posted for sale a couple of times. And it he's in a white and black Jersey and it's a Beckett nine, five. That color match looks sick with the black velocity. I very badly want that card. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit, and we're talking about uh, like with CJ Stroud and stuff, but there's another rookie that is probably going to hit uh, the MVP conversations 
pretty soon. Their team's not – his team's not obviously playing as well as the Houston Texans. Um, but Victor Wimbanyama is absolutely lighting the league on fire. I know we talked about it last weekend, last week, but my God, is he electric. Yeah. <laughs> I finally got to sit down and watch him for the first time. And, uh, I mean, my God, it's just absolutely insane what he can do at – and he doesn't even know, like – the American game of basketball really yet. He's still adjusting and he's still just as dominant as he was overseas. Like it's just absolutely insane. And uh, speaking of Wimby, uh, I bought an inception auto in Chantilly a couple weeks ago and I just got it back from grading. Oh, <laughs> for the, for so the people listening on Spotify, uh, it's an Inception on-card Wimby Auto, and I got a BGS 9.5, and it is 0.5 away from a P or BGS 10. I hope you I bought the I bought this at $800 um, when they were doing around $950 to $1,000. Um, I didn't really think about looking them up recently, um, but I think the last PSA 10 did like 3.8K, and the last Raw did almost 2 I in utter shock. I definitely I I fully expected to just get it back and be it's still doing a thousand. It's probably a fifteen hundred two thousand dollar card in a BGS nine five, and it comes back in a BGS nine five, and now we're talking two point five k probably to three. It's just absolutely insane. I hope you still have that card next week on Black Friday, so I can see it in person. We'll see because I am going to Chicago <laughs> this weekend and uh, I don't expect to have many cards uh, for Black Friday, like bigger cards black, for Black Friday. Um, I think a lot's going to sell in Chicago, but we'll see. I mean, I'm definitely not letting it just because I have a ton of room in it, not letting it go for super cheap because he's oh, go get another auto of his. That's licensed. You really can't. Exactly. I Other mean, the Norman Chrome. And the thing with the uh, with that Inception, um, it's a thicker card, so it's a lot harder to grade. Inception typically grades decent. Um, it's still pretty hard, even because it's a thicker card. Um, but it absolute uh, banger of a card right here, but. Yeah, um, I really like the Inception cards. I actually just bought the Inception 101 CJ Stroud auto the other day, right before the game, literally the night before Sunday. This is Saturday night. I bought it, and uh, I was uh, I was a little curious because I've had people done it, do it before if he was actually going to ship the card on Monday. Um, thank God he did, so – uh, very looking forward to getting that card or my wife getting that card on Thursday as I'll be in Chicago. Um, so this is very random, but it's a thought that popped in my head. I finally got a Joe Burrow Jersey uh, yesterday. So I'm very hyped about that. I got one sitting in my closet right now, even though I'm a Browns fan, I love me some Joe Burrow. Now I will be wearing it Thursday 
because I need the Bengals to beat the Ravens and the Browns to beat the Steelers on Sunday. And that means the Browns are in first place in the AFC North. And then if the Chiefs lose to the Eagles and the Dolphins lose this week, the Browns will be the number one team in the AFC. That's crazy that you're even saying that. Even though Deshaun Watson stinks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into some questions. 412 Sports Cards, my guy Robbie, who, um, shout out to him, he actually helped me a lot getting last week's episode going uh getting this podcast going i would, would have been lost without him so huge shout out to my guy robbie shout out to robbie he said i want to hear the perspective of collectors who also flip how do you balance flipping and building a P- pc especially when priorities are one collecting and two flipping not the other way around it's tough um so as a collector, I've I have a uh, specified PC of a couple of people, and then like Jarvis Landry, like anything Jarvis Landry. Um, I am, and I say this proudly, uh, the number one Jarvis collector probably in all of sports cards. Um, my collection's pretty crazy. Um, it's very hard. Um, so, like, the Miles Garrett shield that I bought, um, you have to justify whether you what you can keep and what you cannot keep. Um, so, if you have, like, one true main PC guy, I like I do, I focus on, like, anything Jarvis Landry, I will keep. Everything else has a price. Especially because this is how I pay my bills. If I could, would I just... Keep the Miles Garrett shield. Absolutely. But if somebody offers me three and a half for it, I can't say no because that thousand dollars is pr- paying half of what I get in a month for my paycheck. So I'd be dumb to say no. Like the CJ Stroud Panini and Sonato. Did I want to sell it a week later after I got it? Absolutely not. But can I turn down $1,300, which is $200 short? of what I make every two weeks. No, I can't. Because that just that just paid for half of what I'm going to do this month. So um, you, have to, you have to go, for every card you keep, you have to sell 20. It's, it's very tough. I think, I think you, uh, I think you covered that one pretty well. I don't think I need to give any input on that one? So, uh, do you want to read one? Yeah. So, um, I'm going to go a little bit out of order, um, because my wife actually, uh, submitted a, uh, question. So, uh, shout out to Taylor. She said, what was the better game to watch on Sunday? Browns versus Ravens or Texans versus Bengals? Well, I can't say because I didn't get to watch the Browns-Ravens game um, because I was too focused on watching C.J. Stroud and Joe Burrow ball out. Yeah, I know Joe had two picks, but he still made some amazing throws. 
Um, and CJ even had a couple turnovers. So, I mean, it wasn't the cleanest game from a quarterback perspective. Um, but as a fan, like, I would have been screaming at the TV if I was at home watching the Browns Ravens game. Um, I probably would have turned it off and turned it back on a couple times because <laughs> I was even at the game Bengals Texans games watching the game cast and I would turn it off and then turn it back on and turn it off and turn it back on. So um, it's a little tough, um, but honestly, I would have 1000% rather have watched the Bengals versus Texans game um, just because uh, I'm more of a Buckeye fan than I am a Browns fan. And to finally watch an Ohio State quarterback come in and absolutely dominate the NFL, it's just, it, it, it just makes my heart happy because it's never happened before. So um, I'd rather watch my boy Stroud ball out versus watching the Browns. Uh, my answer is pretty easy. I would have rather watched – if I got to watch either of them, I didn't. I would have rather watched the Bengals game as I am a Bengals fan. Um, I don't want to watch Miles Garrett wrap up the most elusive quarterback in the NFL and then remember that I have to we have to play him later this year again. So yeah, definitely Texans Bengals, even though my Bengals lost. Speaking of Miles Garrett, uh he is now the league leader in sacks. As he had one and a half against the Ravens on a critical uh drive that the they had going and he stalled it himself literally with a half sack on second and 13 to make it second and 20. And then literally right after that made it third and 28 with a sack, uh, his own. So um, probably the most dominant player in the NFL. Yeah. Just like uh, Aaron Donald in the playoffs two years ago, he literally won that ring for, the Rams. I mean, Stafford obviously did a lot too, but without Donald, they do not win that ring. So yeah, very, uh, very reminiscent of Aaron Donald. So AM, AJM cards 94. I'm wanting to eventually pick up a Stroud or Richardson auto. How does the recent fanatics and Panini news affect the product? or affect what product is being released for each player. So um, we've taught, we've hit on this a couple times. So for Stroud, the only autos you're going to be able to buy are his collegiate autos and Buckeye uniform, uh, because he will not have any Panini Texans licensed autos. So um, if you've, if you've, if anybody's realized like any of the football collectors really, he only has jersey cards, numbered cards, and case hits. So the reason why we're seeing C.J. Stroud case hits sell for so much uh, more than, like, other people's, like, C.J. Stroud blank slate sell for almost $1,000. That's outrageous. But he's only going to have case hits. He's going to ha only have those low-numbered, super-short print cards. Um, so if you're really wanting to pick up a Stroud auto, you have to go collegiate. Now I would make sure it's a, um, a product as far as like, it has a rookie shield, which I think the only one 
is uh, Chronicles draft picks. I think that's the only only rookie auto he has technically, uh, other than the instant. Now the Richardson, I would wait until Prism comes out to pick up an auto um, or contenders because that's going to be his two best cheaper options on autos um, because his NT autos are going to be really expensive. Um, so if you want to collect on a budget, I would recommend getting uh, Richardson Prism Auto or Contenders Auto because he is going to be cheaper th than he will be at the National because he is hurt. Yeah, by the, by the time the National rolls around, that hype train will have come back and his stuff will be going like this because everybody will be uh, anticipating the big return, and that's when football gets hot anyway. So those two combined will make uh, his prices jump quite a bit. Absolutely. All right, so I'm going to add a little last segment because on YouTube it was a big hit in the comment sections. We're going to do hot takes, NFL, NCAA, and NBA. So you're going to go first this time. All right. Um, for the NFL. Um, I You should go first. I got nothing right now. Right. <laughs> My hot take. The Bills and Bengals will not make the playoffs. Oh. The NBA, um, good luck stopping the Bucks in the playoffs. Good luck, because you're either like Dame said, you're you're gonna have to stop Giannis from driving in the paint, or you're gonna have to stop him from shooting threes. And if I were a betting man, I would uh, I would try to stop Dame as much as possible. But um, I think the Bucks are going to be the best team, the team to come out of the East and good luck stopping them. Um, NCAA for college football. Um, Marv is going to be a non quarterback winning Heisman trophy winner this year. You stole my, stole my NCAA hot take for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, I a hundred percent back that. I mean, at this point, if he doesn't win it, who, who gets it? I mean, um, Penix and Jaden Daniels are up there. Um, and it, obviously it's a quarterback award, but, um, Penix and Washington are like flirting around really close games. They're going to lose pretty soon. Um, I think. If Ohio State meet, beats Michigan, Marv and Marv has a big game, that will be his Heisman moment. Penix still really hasn't had his Heisman moment. Um, Jaden Daniels really hasn't either, even though, honestly, he's probably the best player in college football right now. Um, will he be a good pro player? I don't think so. But he's, he's a Johnny Manziel-esque type. And... Uh, they play they're really good in college. Um, so like I, I really think it's gonna come down to Jaden Daniels and Marv 
and who has the Heisman moment first? So for the NCAA, um, I love my Buckeyes, and I've watched them a couple times this year. Um, I don't, I don't know if they're worthy of being ranked number one. That's that's my hot take. I agree. As a diehard Buckeyes fan, I was very shocked. Um, Kyle McCord is young, very, very young, but he should be way ahead of where he is right now. Um, if we lose to Michigan and lose in the playoffs, it's going to be because of poor quarterback play. Um, in the NFL, my hot take is that a quarterback will not win the MVP this year. Because I do, when it comes down to it, I don't think the voters are going to give it to a rookie. I, I just I don't see that happening personally. Um, I hope I'm wrong. Obviously, I'm a Buckass fan, so I want Stroud to win it. Um, and then Burrow can win it next year and every year after that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think a quarterback is going to take it this year. I think either Tyreek Hill or somebody like that. Maybe Christian McCaffrey, if he kicks it back up, I think somebody like that will end up taking it. Um, if you go off of just like offensively, like non-quarterback wise, I think the top two guys that should be in the MVP conversation are uh, CMC, and it may come off bias, but it's not. But Miles Garrett should 1,000% be up there. He, he is single-handedly the reason why the Browns win football games. I can no matter what happens, if he doesn't get a sack, he is still affecting the play. Say, like I was watching the uh who did we play last? The not the Ravens game, but the Cardinals game. The quarterbacks had to step up so quickly that the defensive tackles were getting sacked because Miles Garrett was in the backfield in 0.5 seconds. Yeah, I mean, they, they ended with, like, what, 57, 57 yards, right? I think they allowed 58 or 59 yards total. <laughs> to an NFL team. <laughs> yeah. That's that's nuts. So, yeah, I 100% back that. Um, uh, I just remember the year when J.J. Watt should have won MVP, and he was even out there catching touchdown passes. I was at yes. the Texas. three receiving touchdowns. Yeah. I was at the Texans and Browns game when he caught that that one with his knee down in the back of the end zone. I'm like, what is going on? I thought for sure JJ had it locked up, but they gave it to A-Rod. Um, and then NBA, Luca is going to win MVP. That's, that's my hot take. He's a dog. Speaking of dogs, my dogs are yelling outside. All right, so uh, that wraps up the uh, Great Sports Card Pod, Episode 2. Thank you guys on Spotify for listening, and if you guys are watching this on YouTube, thank you guys very much. Um, if you guys have anything else you guys want to see on this podcast or any other segments you want us to bring, um, message us on Instagram at Great Sports Card Pod, or message me or Joe on Instagram at Joe's Card Check or Great Sports Cards. Um, and then in the YouTube comments, drop all suggestions below. We truly appreciate you guys, and I hope you guys uh, stick along with us and 
We'll see you guys next time.